Interdimensional transport initiating in three, two, one. Proceed. Ladies and gentlemen, I am outside Emporium for Ugwa's Devil's Night with the Link to the Future. Anton Voorhees. Hi. What's going on, man? Nothing, nothing. Thanks for having me on the yes, show. Yes, yes, after... Un- unprompted, unprovoked. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, let's tell the story. We, we, we did commentary together, what, the, the last San Jose Ugwa. Yes. I sat down, and you asked, when am I going to be on your show? I was like, oh, man, brother. Yeah, just right there in front of everybody. Yes, it's yes, the best yes, place yes. To, to, to ask questions yes, in front yes, of many is, other yes, people. I plan to have you on. It's just, I was... Running through a whole Rolodex, but but here we are, and that's how you jump to the top of the line, right that is, there. That is how you jump to the top of the line. So let's uh, let's get it started. As Poyo Demar stares at us. Hi, Mama. All right, so uh, Anton Voorhees. Yo, uh, I, I listened to an interview you did uh, recently, and you kind of gave the synopsis of how that started. Do you have another wrestling name in mind? Um, at the time, no. Yeah. That okay. was that was the only name that, that was, I had. That was it. Okay. Um, but yeah, looking back, I'm just like, man. 17 years ago, I should not have made decisions that I would then have for the rest of my life. So it's here right. we are, though. It's all right, man. So you trained at Devil Mountain Wrestling. They're no longer with us. Correct. Um, so I, everybody asked, like, differences from back then and now. What are, Do you see any similarities from the scene back then to what it is right now? Um, so interesting and controversial take. Hey, let's start off with some, with some hot takes. Um, I think when I first started, there were a lot of... Uh, promoters that were kind of like pitching the idea of like, hey, everybody, you should be doing this for the love of wrestling. Like, you're lucky to be doing this. Here's maybe $20. And then like slowly but surely, we started shifting that away to be like, hey, you can do this for the love of wrestling and also get paid for it because you're professional wrestlers and professional means money. Yes. And now I feel like we're starting to cycle back to where like a lot of these new up and comers are just like, well, I just want to do it for the love of wrestling. And I'm like, no, no, don't do that. Please, (laughs) please. Love (laughs) wrestling. We get paid for wrestling. So I've been seeing a lot of that with these like up and coming kids that are just like well I just want to get my reps in get my experience in it's like yes do that but get paid for it please Uh, how was your experience training at Devil Mountain um well um so fun fact about me a lot of people like to talk about themselves and be like look how cool I am I am not cool however I will be honest about myself and uh wrestling training was amazing and easy for me okay um it was something that like when I got there, it would be like, all right, um, we're going to learn this move today. We're going to learn vertical suplexes today. Anton, get in there and give it a try. And then I would do it, and they'd be like, yep, that's right. Now everyone else get in here and fuck it up for an hour. And I'd be like, cool, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> like, so <laughs> wrestling for me, like, it just made sense because I feel like when I watched wrestling, I watched it trying to figure it out, like wanting to know, well, how do they do a suplex? You hook arm here. And now that I'm a trainer, I realize a lot of people don't re- watch wrestling like that. So when you say, like, hey, we're going to work on suplexes, they're like, cool, I have absolutely no idea how that even begins. And you're like, oh, okay. Right on. <laughs> yeah, so you, uh, you're training over at Stoner U. How'd you get involved with them? Um, or how'd you get involved in getting to that position? So, yeah, I was the head trainer of a, uh, of a different company, and things weren't working out there. I had, you know personal philosophical differences with uh with the people there and was like i need something else but i don't want to stop training because like being a wrestling trainer is something that like means a lot to me like helping helping people learn helping people have that like light bulb 
moment of just like, oh my God, I realize how to do something that I couldn't do before. Um, like that's really important to me. And so I talked to the Cuzzies, the, the Stoner Brothers, and I was like, hey, would it be cool if I joined you guys? And I'm like, yeah, why didn't you do that a long time ago? And I'm like, I don't know, because I'm a fucking moron, I guess. <laughs> but but yeah, they just welcomed me in, and it was like uh, it was like I was always there. So okay, right that's on. how I got there. Along with training uh, over at Stoner, you've kind of become the voice of Hood Slam. You're the voice of Hood Slam. How'd you get involved with Hood Slam? Well, I wouldn't say I'm the voice of Hood Slam. I'd say Brosif is the voice well, of Hood yeah, Slam. Okay, yes, yes. I um, mean, when, when I was going on a regular basis, I, I saw more of you than Brosif at, okay, at a period fair. of time. Um, but yeah, no, um, Hood Slam, like when Hood Slam first started, Hood Slam was using a lot of the Devil Mountain crew. Okay. Um, but at that time, like I was married and I was straight edge, like... And I'm also, like, super introverted in my, like, real life. Okay. Um, so the idea of Hood Slam just terrified me. I was like, they're smoking weed and drinking, and, like, there's going to be a bunch of people, and it's like a party atmosphere? That sounds like a fucking nightmare. So I didn't get involved with it right away. And then when I was getting divorced and I started drinking, because that's oh. what you do when you get oh. divorced. All right. Um, You're diving in. It was like, hey, maybe Hood Slam would be a fun idea. And, you know, Dark Sheik was like, hey, you should come and do Hood Slam. Here, just be Link. Just do this one show and see how it feels. And I did it. And then Dark Sheik was like, "Hey, just be Link forever." And then eventually, I wasn't Link forever. But that's how I got involved with Hood Slam in the okay. first place. Was and then, hence, Link to the Future. Link to the Future. That's me, it, baby. It all, we're, we're tying it all together, putting a bow on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've been in the game seventeen years. Yes, sir. The boomerang kick. I've never seen anybody do that. I mean, in wrestling, basically everything's been done. Mm-hmm. It's it's such a, like a simple off the Irish whip, and it, it looks cool. Thank how did you. you come up with that, bro? Um. To be fair, I didn't come up with the idea of it. Um, my trainer saw me working on, like, running shooting star presses. Okay. And was just like, hey, do you think you'd do that off an Irish whip? And I was like, yeah, I guess, but why would I do that? And then I did it, and I kicked him in his face, and he's like, that's why. And I was like, okay, cool. I guess I'll do that for the rest of my career. Um, it's dope. I love it. Thank you. And then, like, after a while, like, you know, 16 years into being a wrestler, I started getting the reputation of being the guy that did stuff no one else saw. Which is cool to like be known for something, but that's a rough thing to be known for. To be like, oh fuck, now I got to come up with new shit all the time. <laughs> so now that's what I do. I'm just trying to come up with new moves, things that people haven't seen before, or different ways to do things, and you know, all thanks to the boomerang kick and Germans off the second, I guess. There you go, man. So 17 years in the game, you've done a lot. What else do you want to accomplish? What else do I want to accomplish? Really, I just like I would love to get um, Hood Slam up to um, kind of an even more well-known realm of existence i would love glam to get up there um and really i just i just want to make sure that like wrestling is in a better place than it was when i started by the time i'm done with it the place is better than you found them exactly yeah love it love it so this is the rapid fire portion of the interview let's go favorite wrestler of all time um dark chic okay okay (laughs) all right i love it uh favorite match of all time a match you think is a master class um Oddly enough, uh, it's Lance Storm versus Jerry Lynn. I want to say it's Anarchy Rules. Um, they were doing a gimmick where um, Jerry Lynn's ribs were taped, so like everything Lance Storm did was just going back to the ribs and ends up just winning with like a simple knee to the stomach, like three-quarter Nelson. And I'm just like, that's, that's how you wrestle. That's how you work. Yeah, I, I heard another interview you praise guys like Lance Storm and Jerry Lynn for your style oh, yeah. and whatnot. I mean, you, you can see it when, when you think about it. Uh, favorite match you've had? Um, off the top of my head, the first thing that pops into my brain is uh, the Hood Fighter Tournament. First round of the Hood Fighter Tournament, 2014. It was me versus Rick Scott Stoner. Okay. Um, the the finish of that match, or like the the big falsy of that match, got such a huge reaction. It was the first time in my career that I went like, oh, that's what a falsy is supposed to be like. 
they're supposed to really think the match is over and then right someone on. kicks out so like yeah that match i think went it had its mistakes but like also went as perfectly as a match can i love it uh favorite cheat meal uh milkshakes okay what what's what's the flavor uh chocolate any kind of chocolate like okay. but also you know if it's got oreo cookies in it hell yeah even better okay i know a spot that does a strawberry oreo milkshake that shout out dairy bell and hayward bro that's the i might have that's that swing the by there sometime the all right uh favorite tattoo Maya that I have or just that I've ever seen in my uh, life? <laughs> Both. Okay. Um, favorite tattoo that I have, I I think is um, my guardian fairy that I have. It's okay. in memory of my, my dog that passed away because she was my little guardian fairy. She R. took R. care of me in, in, my, in my rough times. So that one means a lot to me. It's my only color tattoo. Okay. Uh, everything else is just gray. Um, on somebody else, um, I think that... Um, Stephanie Kirby has this um, vulture on her back really? that Doc Atrocity is in the middle of doing. And okay. just like even it not completed, I'm like, that's, that's fucking awesome. That looks amazing. Uh, favorite, uh, what was your favorite thing about working at Hollywood Video? Uh, absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that shit sucked. It ruined my back worse than wrestling ever did. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, did you have like a favorite purchase from Hollywood Video or anything like that? Um, well, yeah, I'm sure there were good times, right? Oh yeah, there were there were good times there. Like getting able to um, work with like all of my high school friends, get to watch every bad horror movie that ever existed. Like movies where like there were moments where you're like I see the camera crew. Like how did this movie <laughs> get enough money to be at Hollywood Video? Gotcha. Um, so stuff like that. Like yes, that those are kind okay. of cherished memories, but at the same time, that job sucked. Uh, last question, Hot Tub Time Machine. If you could travel back in time to any wrestling show in history, what would it be and why? Uh, WrestleMania 10 to see Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. Okay. That match was, is fantastic. And while it's not like my favorite match ever like being able to like be in that atmosphere i think would be better than like anarchy rules <laughs> got you got you got you anton it was a pleasure man thank you for coming on let the people know where they can find you hey you can find me on uh, instagram and on twitter i am link to future ftf um i'm theoretically on twitch but like i don't know i just comment on like other people's stuff um I'll be in Grand Pooh Bear's channel once in a while just, like, saying one thing, and then he ignores me. He's my friend. We're friends in real life. Um, but, yeah, check me out on those things. Don't find me on Facebook. I don't do anything there. It's, it's more out of obligation. But, yeah, uh, Twitter, Instagram, hit me up. There'll be a graphic for it. You guys will see it. Anton Voorhees, everybody. Hey! Proceed with caution.